Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the show today. It's just the three of us, Pastor Russ, Pastor Phil, and myself. Uh, Pastor Jonathan um, has his 10th grandchild yesterday, praise the Lord. So you'll have to put up with us today. Well, I don't think he had the grandchild. No. <laughs> I think it was his daughter-in-law. Thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have been working through the state of theology. There is a great survey that Ligonier Ministry does every two years to kind of feel out the faith of Americans and um we are on statement number 13, which is a really important statement. It deals with justification. We were talking off the air before we got, before we pressed go, uh, why this is so important. Um, so many people don't know what justification means. So many people don't understand how they are made right with God. This deals with the basic question of salvation. How can a sinner stand before a holy God? So the statement reads this, God counts a person as righteous, not because of one's works, but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. And the respondents can agree or disagree. The stats in front of me say that 55% of evangelicals agree that God counts a person as righteous, not because of their works, but because of their faith in Jesus Christ. What do you guys think about that? I think, read the statement again. Yes, that's important. God counts a person as righteous, not because of one's works, but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what the response rate was to that. It's 55% of evangelicals agree. Okay. So I have 75% agree. Do I have the wrong? Well, there was a 15% that was not sure. Oh, I think I'm reading it wrong. I think you're right. Yeah, 75%. See, this is how prepared. This is called professional radio. Welcome to this America. <laughs> the, the difficulty is the question, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to put on my educator hat just momentarily. You're not supposed to create questions that have negations yes. because the listener and the reader, it's very confusing. But I will say that Dutch theologians, which this is going to reveal their tendency towards their belief in total depravity. If they could phrase things in the negative, they would. So instead of every negative comment, um, question, so if you say God counts a person as righteous not because of one's works, what that means is that question could be phrased in the positive direction. And so um, it's difficult to answer a question that has the, the negation within it, but I will say Dutch theologians do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bless their hearts. And then when they really want to say something positive, they might actually do the double negation, or when they're really feeling great about themselves, they do the triple negation. <laughs> and then your brain explodes because you're like, wait, they're negating a negation of a negation? 
Oh, I get what they're saying. That's clear. I was lost at the first negation. Yep, yep, exactly. At the end of the day, this is uh, not just a, uh, an important theological um, discussion. It's very historical. Um, this is really the heart of the Reformation. It's really the struggle that Luther went through. Um, because it's really the question that we all have to have resolved in our hearts and minds. How are we right with God? Um, are we made right with God because of something that we do entirely on our own? Is it something that where we're made right with God, where God does a little bit, we do a little bit, we combine efforts, and because of our combined efforts, then we're right with God? Or is, are we right be, before God because of what God alone does? Mm-hmm. And what this question is getting at, and what thankfully a majority of evangelicals answered correctly is, that our salvation, our righteousness before God, being counted as righteous, depends upon the work of God alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a scripture open in front of me that uh, from Gal- Galatians uh, chapter 2, beginning with verse 15, or rather I, I'm going to begin with 16. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Now, as, as Russ has been saying, this, goes, this is the heart of the gospel. Uh, the term justification, and it's, it can sound like being theological tech, theologically technical. It's, it's not. It's really very simple. To be justified means to be in right relationship with God. Most of the world thinks they're already in right relationship with God. I think something like 90%, over 90% of the American people believe, will say that they believe in God. But um, if you were to ask them uh, about their relationship with God, you know, God is just sort of an abstract idea that they abstractly believe in, and he's off there over, he's off in heaven somewhere, and, and, you know, kind of a nice old guy, but, and I'll holler, I'll I'll call out to him when I get in a jam. But most people don't know what, what the Bible teaches that by our sin, we are, we've been alienated from God. We've been separated from God. I'm reminded of uh, the great uh, English playwright, George Bernard Shaw. Somebody asked him once if he had been reconciled to God. And he said, reconciled? I didn't know we'd quarreled. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that's, that's kind of where the world is. Yeah. But Scripture tells us that apart from Jesus Christ, we are alienated from God. In fact, we're at war with him. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter how moral you are or how nice of a person you are. Exactly. Y- you were born in sin, and um, I mean, that's what David said, in sin my mother conceived me. Right. Um, real quick, on this idea of justification, I think we do need to clear up a couple things, like what is the nature of faith, and then what is the nature of our righteousness? I think some people misunderstand what Paul is saying in Romans 4. He says in verse 5, to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So um, now, the scripture needs to be carefully interpreted and uh, interpreted against other scripture. Sometimes Paul 
will summarize or use phraseology that that makes it sound like one thing, but after careful study, you realize, oh, what what it's actually saying is this. Paul is not saying that our faith is our righteousness. So he's not saying, and this is what the Westminster Confession of Faith says, that um, God does not count us righteousness through the act of believing. So the the righteousness is not the believing. That's not the part that we um, make ourselves okay with God for. Yeah, and that that would turn believing into a work. Right. And then we could pat ourselves on the back that we're believers. But Paul says over and over again, we have nothing to boast about. Right. By grace you have been saved through faith. That's right. And I I think that's important that we understand that in order to understand the Bible fully, we understand the, the Bible as an entire book. And the best rule of thumb when interpreting the Bible is to use the Bible to help you understand the Bible. And so... Bill just quoted from um, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Well, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 clearly states that faith is a gift. Mm-hmm. So what God is doing is he's rewarding his gift of grace, and the gift of grace is faith. So, I mean, the book of Acts will talk about the fact that repentance is a gift right. that God gives. So our repentance is not truly our own. Our faith is not truly our own. They're a gift that we then do use, but we didn't provide it. Yeah. Um, I think the, the simple analogy would be when my kids were younger, on Mother's Day, when we would go and shop for a Mother's Day present, I gave all of the money. The kids gave the gift, right? but they didn't do anything to earn the gift the gift. If they had to provide the gift, they wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. They could only do it because I was behind them financing the, the Mother's Day gift. That's what is happening in a spiritual realm with regard to faith and repentance. Mm-hmm. Yep. We wouldn't be able to do it on our own, but we're given those yep. um, from God. So the source of faith is God. The nature of faith, um, I think... This is also a point of of misunderstanding. Like faith is some sort of self confidence or inner power or some sort of Jedi mind trick. You know, if I just can conjure up enough faith, but that's not what faith is. I, right. I think this is where the Book of John is so helpful. Jesus always makes these statements: "I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd." In all of these things, he's showing himself to be all-sufficient. What faith, faith is an empty hand that says, please give me what you are offering me. It's receiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're looking for, how, how do I understand faith? It, it is this. Faith is receiving Jesus as he offers himself to us, as the all-sufficient bread of life, as the water that satisfies for everlasting life, for the light that, that shines into our darkness. It's simply receiving. Mm-hmm. And I think after Phil was reading from the book of Galatians, and it says, you know, you can't be, you can't be justified by the works of the law. And I think the natural human response to that is, okay, I, maybe not entirely, but can't I contribute something? Right. And I'm just so thankful that that question's not new. I mean, that's actually a question in the Heidelberg Catechism. It says, why can't our good works be our righteousness before God or at least a part of our righteousness? Well, I think that's a helpful question. Yeah. Why can't they? And the answer says, because the righteousness which can pass God's judgment 
must be entirely perfect and must in every way measure up to his divine law. But even our best works in this life are all imperfect and stained with sin. Yeah. <laughs> we, at the end of the day, dear brother or sister in the Lord, you don't want God to, to, to use your righteousness as a standard for judgment. Yep. Because our righteousness is not able to stand up to the the judgment of God. And that's the great doctrine of justification by faith alone. So this is, you had had a recommendation out of the Westminster. Question number 33, what is justification? Justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardons all of our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone alone. God only accepts perfect people into heaven. And Christians are made perfect by the righteousness of Christ given to them freely through the instrument of faith. Yeah, yeah. The Christian life begins by grace through faith. Uh, It's lived by grace through faith. And on our, when we take our last breath, uh, trusting in Christ, and uh, it's going to be by totally by his grace through faith. Um, I just think it's important to note that justification has two aspects to it. Oftentimes we know the one part, that it's the forgiveness of our sins. Mm -hmm. But I think the gloriously freeing aspect of it is that at the same time, we have the perfect righteousness of Christ imputed or counted to our account. And so we are found acceptable to the Father because he sees us through the perfect righteousness of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 